Welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. Brought to you by Elite Consulting Partners, it's the only podcast offering unfiltered guidance and direct advice for all things concerning financial advisors, RIAs, and the practitioners in the wealth management business. Learn more and subscribe today at EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcast. And now, here's your host, Frank LaRosa. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. I am your host, Frank LaRosa, and I am joined today and just about every day by my right-hand man and COO, Dale Dempsey. What's up? Hey, I'm in town. I'm back in town. I'm back feeling in good. Town. I'm back You're in traveling the world. I didn't know that. Was it somebody else sitting at your desk? So all week what, long? what Frank doesn't know is I I am a twin. I God. I've I you I know, know it's scary or good. I'm not really well, sure. Yeah, I've got a twin brother who sometimes works. So you don't know who you're talking to right now. We both the go one by that Dale. Agrees with me or doesn't agree with me? The one right now. <laughs> Surprise! It just depends. <laughs> All right. Anyway, anyway. So for new listeners, welcome to the show. For uh, existing listeners, thanks for coming back. We appreciate it. We hope, as always, that these conversations, which is really what they are, just just conversations about what's cooking and what's going on in the business, conversations that we've had with advisors during the week, or just random things that are on my mind that I want to talk about. How about that? It's my show, and we can talk about whatever we want. Yeah. And so one of the things that's been, it's interesting, this particular topic, which I'm going to call sort of glory with no grind, right? You know, no grind, no glory, which is really like I envision it, like no grind, no glory. What the hell does no grind, no glory mean? So for me, I've seen a lot of this lately, and I look at F and Instagram and people talking about stuff and people wanting stuff in their life, but they don't want to work hard at it, right? They want all the glory, okay, but they don't want the grind. And maybe this is because I have, I don't know, I have kids in the 20 or 28, you know, oh, early 20s yeah. age, and I see some of the friends and I see, you know what it is? I've had a lot of conversations with some friends that we all have kids around the same age and but then we have friends that are maybe not doing as well and they want to complain about why their situation is where it is, right? But they get into work late, they leave early, they're not willing to put, they're punching a clock, like punching that clock. Right. And they're doing that over and over and over again, expecting a different result and not really being successful, right? And so in order for you to really be successful and I'll bring this up. We have a Mastermind Monday meeting that we do every Monday with our entire organization, uh, which is close to about 30 people now. It is. It's getting up there. I actually have the numbers. I did the numbers the other day. So okay, sort of like we don't have a chime, but that is, that is some sort of watermark that has been, interestingly enough, a grind over the last almost decade now. Mm-hmm. And it's always been hard work. And you know, like you say, I love I love this. You brought up this point. I think it was actually today that you can't time the best opportunity. Right? right, you can't time that stuff. What you can do is work really hard, and when those opportunities come, and they might come in an abundance, and you, you're overwhelmed, you have to take that. Right, it's not always going to be like that. Yeah, you have to take the opportunities when they come because you don't know when they're going to come or not come. Right, we were talking about talent, really. Yeah, and we're growing. This is a pitch for our organization, but we are attracting tremendous talent to our organization, which I'm blessed to have. And everyone that's joined us, totally agree with that. Totally blessed to have. Some of that is a visualization thing, right? We talk about living in abundance 
And these are the types of things that we talk about on our Monday mastermind calls as a whole organization, where our vision is going with the organization and bringing people on board and people with years and years and years of financial services talent. I don't know if that's a car beeping in the background. I don't know what it is. Someone <laughs> agreeing with us or not agreeing with us. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It could be. I feel like I'm at a Biden rally or the cars are honking at me. <laughs> Thank you very much. Anyway, but yeah, so the topic that came up about bringing people on board was really about, you know, hey, do you wait and do you time it? What's the process? It's going to push us too hard. And my thing is, you know, you're not going to get the glory without the grind. One of the calls, so one of my great consultants on our team, Stacy Frank, brought up a, she had something this weekend or this week talking about your current self and your ideal self. So for those of you looking, your current self is at the bottom here and your ideal self is at the top. And there's this line that you have to travel in order to get to your ideal self. The problem with a lot of people is they want the ideal self without that grind in the middle, right? Without the growth, being uncomfortable, doing hard things, working harder than maybe they worked in the past, which is why their income is capped out in the past. And so for me, I get frustrated when people tell me, well, you know, you got to slow down, you got to whatever. I don't have to slow down at all. Maybe I need to pay attention to my family a little bit more and spend more time being present. I get that. But I'm not going to slow down because I have a vision of where I want my company to go. And I'm willing to put in the grind for the glory. And so how this translates, obviously, you know, if you're asking, well, where the hell is this going in terms of a financial advisor? But anyway, if you're an entrepreneur and you're out there listening to this, and maybe you're not a financial advisor, maybe you are. If you're an independent financial advisor, then you are an entrepreneur. If you're at a W-2 firm, I can appreciate that you might think you're an entrepreneur, but you're really not. Maybe on the outside you are, but just make sure those are OBAs are approved. Otherwise, if you're at Morgan Stanley or Wells Fargo, they'll fire your ass. <laughs> but you're a practitioner. But what I'm talking about is people wanting all this great stuff and not wanting to put in the work. And what's frustrating me a couple of times this week is we've talked to some financial advisors, which is interesting that this came up because we had this thing on Monday. But we've talked to some financial advisors that were at firms that they basically can't stand, right? Like right. they're miserable. Right. And they talk about why the firm is bad and they should be doing this and the firm should be doing that and they should be treating me this way and I'm a blah, blah, blah producer and all this stuff. And when you ask them, well, why are you there? They don't have a good answer, right? Because the real truth is, candidly, they're a little bit lazy and they don't want to do the work, the grind, to move to a better firm, right? And that's the piece that really drives me crazy because the reality is a transition nowadays is easier than it's ever been. And this may sound like an advertisement to move firms. That's not what this is. This is the truth about what's out there. Moving firms has never been easier. Clients are moving with their advisors, not only at a higher percentage of them, right? So it used to be like 80%. Now it's like 95. But they're moving faster. We moved a team in January. We moved a bunch of teams, but this is the one that comes to mind because I know the stats. And it was a close to a $4 million team. And they went independent. So it went from W2 to independent, which was a new thing to them, right? And 
I talked to them three weeks ago. So that was at the beginning of March. And they had 95% of all their accounts moved. 95% of all their accounts. I'm not shocked. Right? And so it frustrates me when I talk to an advisor and they're complaining about their firm and they want all the glory of a good firm. They want the glory of what they're reading in the papers about firms and advisory practices that are growing exponentially. Right? They want that glory. But they don't want to do the work that that other team did to get there. You know what this reminds me of? Sorry, I'm fired up about yeah, this. You really are. You really pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't piss me off because you don't want to move. It pisses me off because I don't like complainers. So ima- imagine this for a second, right? Imagine we're playing Monopoly. You and I are playing Monopoly. Okay. I'm rolling the dice. I'm going around the board and I'm only collecting $200. Is it 200? I think it's 200. Yes, 200. Every time I go past right. it. That's it. Right. That's my strategy. I'm just collecting $200. Right. That's it. I'm complaining because you're buying properties, right? You're putting hotels and houses down. Right. And eventually what happens? I'm taking that $200 and I'm giving it to you're you. You're my tenant. You're my, exactly. Right. Because I didn't want to trade the property. I didn't want to buy the property in the first place. You don't want, to do, want, you don't want to do the I work. I didn't want to do the work. Well, you don't want to do the work and you didn't want to put any risk out. Right. Right. And the advisors, when you read about advisors moving firms, 5 million or 4 million, 10 million, whatever the number is, a million, whatever, they're doing the work for the glory. And I give them all the credit in the world, regardless of whether or not they go to a firm I thought they should go to or not. Right. At least they're doing the work. At least they're taking some level of risk, okay, they're betting on themselves because they're betting that they have the relationships with their clients that they can make the move and their clients are going to follow. So Mm -hmm. awesome to them. Sure. And for me, I've always been this guy. So when I was a manager, I used to tell my office, like, you can come into my office and tell me about anything that's wrong, that's going wrong within our office, right? Not necessarily the firm because there's things that are out of my control, but you can come into my office as an open door and tell me whatever you want that you think is going wrong. But you have to have a solution. So basically, you can come into my office and bitch and complain as much as you want, but you need to have a solution. If you don't have a solution to the complaint, don't come to my office because I won't even hear it, right? Right. And so it created a meaningful conversation. It created And it created some great stuff. If you worked in one of my offices, we did some cool stuff, right? Right. And so this is the same kind of thing that I talk about with the glory and the grind. Like if you want to get to a firm where all the things that you dream of that your firm's going to do or you think a firm should do, right? Oh, they shouldn't discount our our trades when we trade. Oh, they should let us charge whatever they want. Oh, we should be able to do more social media than the firm allows us to do. Okay. There are plenty of firms out there that will let you do that. Right. All day. Every day, right? So, oh, you don't want to do the work. Okay. That's so what it, That's what it comes down to. Right. You don't want to spend a little bit of time putting yourself and your business and more importantly, your clients in a better position. Well, that as an advice, you should be doing the work or you're, you're doing a major disservice to they yourself. I think every advisor should on an annual basis, at least every couple of years, review the firm that they're at, right? I said to one guy, who was really just hammering his firm. Didn't want to leave, but he was just hammering his firm. I said, let me ask you a question. 
if you were on a search for a new firm, right, and you looked at your current firm as one of the options, would you choose your firm? Fuck no, I would never, blah, 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 blah. Then why are you there? Right? Yeah. yeah. I, that, I need to have an answer. There's, he had an excuse. I'm sure there's no excuses. Sure no excuses. Excuse. Well, oh my deferred comp. Ah, bullshit. Right? That's why you get paid to move. Right. right? We're we're gonna do another another whole podcast just on that. But the reality is that's why firms are paying you 150, 160, 180 percent to move. Because the firms and the practices that are getting that kind of money are leaving deferred comp on the table. So don't use it as an excuse. As an advisor today, I'm pointing at the camera. You have 100% control of your business and 100% control of what you do and how you're treated and how much control you want and the services you offer and all those things. Because there is a firm out there that will let you do that. You just might not be at the right firm, and that's okay. But ACATs are, are fast. There's firms that will help you transition. Your clients move. Your clients are, at this point, if you're listening to this, you know, five years from now or whatever, right? You're we're still in a in a year plus or just over a year of COVID and working from home and all that stuff. So you haven't even gone into the office in a year. So your clients aren't expecting you to be in the office. They know you're working from home because they're working from home. So because everyone's working from home, firms have adopted more of an e-delivery, e-signature transfer process, which is great. So the firm, the industry is is evolving because of what's happening. And that evolution of our business is making it easier for financial advisors to move. That's why we don't have enough hours in the day to talk to the advisors that we're trying to help move. And here you are creating more of those scenarios. (laughs) (laughs) I'm okay with that. Yeah, me too. I'm okay with that. I'm going to answer the phone if you call. Because you're putting in the work. Because there's 24 hours in a day and I can still work a few more hours. Unless you have a twin brother, right? And then there maybe maybe there's forty eight hours. So well, yeah, you can you have the family <laughs> thing and the work thing. Um, I don't have a twin brother. God help my wife if I had a twin brother. Anyway, look, I think that the message today there's really two messages, right? So one is a personal message, like a personal development. Forget about whether you're in financial services or not, and that is whatever you're going through today passes. If you have dreams and goals and desires to achieve something great in your life, you have to work at it, okay? You can't just have a goal and not work at it because then it really is just a dream and it doesn't mean shit, okay? You have to have big lofty goals in your life and you've heard me talk about this. A mentor of mine, Ed Milet, talks about this. You have to have goals that are big enough for everyone around you to fit in mm-hmm. so that they buy into what you're doing. So they put up with your shit like you do with well, me. Well, you while you're doing shit it. During the course of a week. Yeah, but you, what you find when you do that is that everybody has similar goals and dreams, but they're just not taking them serious enough and having somebody there side by side with them to promote those things. Right. You have to be talking about that stuff. You have to be talking about what your goals and dreams are, right? What your ideal self is, as Stacey had so eloquently put with the diagram. But what I think is sad, really, is... When people have those goals and they don't work towards them or they don't work towards them with a passion that's obsessive. So Ed talks about obsessive passion towards your goals. 
And if the things around you don't fit into the space that's going to lead you to those goals, right, you need to edit those things out. You need to filter those things out. So the personal message is you can do anything. And I talked to my son about this, my 16-year-old son, about what he wants to do, right? He wants to be a doctor, what kind of doctor, micro, whatever, all that stuff, right? And my wife's like, uh, medical school's hard, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, stop talking that way. Like, he can do anything he wants. Right. Right? You know, he's sweet and all that. And I said, he can do anything he wants. And if he wants to, you know, be a brain surgeon, he can be a effing brain surgeon. But he's going to have to work at it. Right? right. It's not going to, like, he can't just wish it. No. He's got to work at it. He's got to think yep. about it, obsess about it, and work his ass off to get there. And, and if you do that, that cures so many things. That takes care of so many things, just working at it. But grinding day in and day out, and your body will get used to the grind to a degree, right? You got to pull back sometimes. I'm wearing, that's why I'm like casual this week. I'm like a little bit grinded out. I'm excited for a cool, nice, relaxing weekend. But the reality is it's about a grind all the time. For a financial advisor, again, the personal side of the grind, definitely. I talk to these advisors and they they want to go from a million to three million, right? And their plan is just to say, I want to go from a million to three million, right? Maybe they're going to ask for a few more referrals, but they still leave at four o'clock. They still play golf twice a week. They're not getting clients from it. I mean, I have a good friend of mine who plays golf five days a week, but that's where he gets all his clients, right? And he's, you know, crushing it. Does two and a half million dollars in production or something like that. All high net worth clients. That's his model. But he's, he is, in a way, grinding it because he's playing golf. He's making sure he's out on the course Shaking hands, kissing babies, having cigars, doing all that, and grinding it out and bringing in clients, right? Love them to death. You know, he could probably be doing five or six million. Mike, you know what I'm talking about? If he did some other things, but that's what he wants to do. But if you're a financial advisor, and the bigger message here is if you're at a firm that you really feel is is not right for you and you're pissed off and all that stuff, you have to be willing to do some of the grind, right? Because if you put the grind in, even for a period of time, not like forever, you can get yourself to a better place. You can get yourself to a firm that is better for you, your family, and your clients, right? Or what I say is, the first is, is it better for your clients? Is it better for your practice? And then is it better for your family in in that order? And if you can say yes to all three of those things, you should move, right? And so I'm passionate about this. I'm hyped up about it. It's been something that's been on my mind all the time talked to a couple of advisors this week that just, I basically said, dude, stop complaining. Like, don't complain about the firm. If you don't want to do a little bit of work to make the move to a better firm. Mm-hmm. The one thing about our process and what we do for our clients is there isn't a solution we can't find for our clients based on what they tell us they're looking for. It's impossible. Like, we can find the right solution. Just tell us what's wrong. We'll find the solution. So, anyway... No grind, no glory. No grind, no glory. Remember that. You can always do a little bit more. Make one more phone call. You know, at the end of the day, I was a trainee. You make one more phone call. Just one. You'd be surprised how much that adds up, right? Anyway, that's my shtick. I've been wanting to talk about that for a while. I'm very passionate about that. I hope you enjoyed it. Dale hears this routinely all the time, and so he's heard this (laughs) He's heard it enough. It's a great message, right? If you want to do glorious things in your life, it takes effort. Think about 
what you can do if you build a great practice and you start to achieve big loftier goals in your life, right? Think about the ripple effects of goodness that come out of that, right? If you start making money, real money, and you start building things, it's like with our organization. As we start growing this thing, think about the opportunities that we're giving more and more people to join our company to make a great living by helping our clients achieve their goals. What's better than There's that? There's nothing better than that. There's nothing better than that. Yeah. So if my goal is to have 100 consultants or more, right, that means we can help thousands of financial advisors. So we're helping them with their and their clients, their assistants, their clients. We're helping all the people that work for our organization, and we're helping their families. And so I'm willing to put the grind in because that's what I see the, the result being. You just have to, as an advisor, you have to just figure out how does your, your goal you know, ripple into everybody else's lives and how can you help everybody else? If you do that, you'll have an awesome, awesome life. And you believe it or not, your practice will grow exponentially without you re- realizing it. It just will happen if you live in that sort of the state of abundance. So anyway, we appreciate it. Thanks for the time. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Share this with somebody that you think is talking about glory and they're not putting in the grind. Feel, feel free to have them DM me and I'll give them a talking to. Anyway, go to our YouTube channel, subscribe to our YouTube channel, share that with everybody. We appreciate it. Have a great one and we'll see you on the flip side. Thanks a lot. Good talk. Thanks for listening to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. If you're looking for more advice or solutions on any topics in the financial services industry, or you just want to subscribe to our podcast, head on over to EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcasts.